Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the MTG Brawl Show. I am your host, Juan the Magic Man Gonzalez. Um, today we're going to be talking about some artifacts legal in the block as of around April 2018. So, <clears throat> this is definitely going to change over time. Let me switch my thumbs here. Okay, I got to be able to grab my mouse. Okay, let's just jump right into it. Oh, no, no, no. First, first I want to talk about... Uh, I missed Life Crafter's Bestiary in the green, uh, top 10 green cards, so I would definitely put that probably, probably around number two, to be honest with you, um, as a, <clears throat> you, you, uh, beginning of your upkeep, you get to scry one, I don't have the card in front of me, but, the beginning of your upkeep, you get to scry one, and then whenever you cast a creature card, you may pay one forest, if you do draw a card, that's just great value, so, um, if you listen to that episode, add that in, or if you haven't, uh, however it works, that's, uh, probably my number two for green. So let's get back into artifacts here. The first on my list, number 10, I've got Prying Blade. <clears throat> now, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with this, but, uh, I think it's just value. I think this card is a lot, like a... A, a less good awakening zone, just a way to get some creatures and some ramps, so nothing wrong with that. Let's read the card. It's one colorless for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus zero. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, create a colorless treasure artifact token with tap, sacrifice this artifact, add one mana of any color to your mana pool, and it equips for two, so... You know, it's just value. You get uh, get these tokens. Maybe if you're in white, uh, you got anointed procession out, and you're doubling them down, or it's just a little bit of a little bit of mana ramp that adds up. So there's number ten. <clears throat> number nine, um, crook of condemnation. Ah, uh, this. You know, I mean, there's not as much reanimation. As you would see in a regular game of EDH in this format, but it's always good to have. Crook of Condemnation costs two colorless, has two different abilities. One, tap, exile target card from a graveyard. Or one, exile Crook of Condemnation, exile all cards from all graveyards. So, just a nice repeatable um, targeted graveyard removal. Or clear the graveyards completely. I'm putting that at number 9. At number 8. We got the. All the monuments. So all of the Amonkhet monuments. Um, I particularly like. Oketra's monument. I think I've used in my EDH decks. I've used every monument. Except the blue and. Blue and red. Which uh. You know, I don't know if the red would be that bad right now, since there's not a lot of card draw. I mean, you get a little bit more card draw options uh, going into EDH than you do right now. But, <clears throat> um, I definitely want to point out Oketra's Monument. Just getting that free creature, you know, after every time you cast a creature, you're getting a little 1-1 one -one spirit or, um... Yeah, it's a 1-1, one, one, oh, it's a 1-1 one, one warrior creature token, so, 
Uh, I'm going to read Oketra's Monument. It's three colorless. They're all three colorless. And they all reduced the casting cost of whatever color they're for for creature spells. So in Oketra's, um, for example, Oketra, white creature spells you cast cost one less to cast. So that's just good ramp in creature heavy decks. I mean, uh, it's a pretty good deal. And then they all have, whenever you cast a creature spell, something happens. So it doesn't have to be a white creature spell. It can be any color. But in Oketra's case, it's create a 1-1 one, one white warrior creature token with vigilance. So, you can't beat that. I mean, that's just value and a common, like, I don't know if this is a popper a big popper card right now, but I would imagine that's quite a lot of value for popper. I know it costs three to lay it down, but I don't know. I, I really like this card. In my I have it in an Alia deck, and my wife's got it in her Tasa deck, so it does some work. Okay, number seven, we've got, uh, let me see if I can read this, Cultivator's Caravan. Three colorless artifact vehicle. 5-5 five, five with a crew of 3, and it also says tap, add 1 mana of any color to your mana pool. So just a basic mana rock, 3 costing mana rock, add 1 color, mana of any color, and you know if you need to you can crew it for 3 and you got a 5-5 five, five blocker or 5-5 five, five attacker. I mean that's, there might be some times when you're going in for 5 damage just to end a game. Um... Definitely use that thing as a blocker when you've got enough mana and you don't care about it anymore. Yeah, nothing else. Nothing else to say about that, but I think it's a strong card. Um, number six. <clears throat> now this. Okay. Sky Sovereign Console Flagship. It's five colorless flying legendary artifact vehicle when it enters the battlefield or attacks it deals five damage to target creature planeswalker and opponent controls so it's sort of like the vehicle titan huh um crew it for three and it's a six five flyer the biggest thing i think about this is like i said it's got that titan ability where it, when it enters and uh attacks it deals three damage to target creature or planeswalker and the planeswalker point is going to be pretty big just because you can use any planeswalker as your commander so you know i mean that i think this is a uh pretty solid way to deal with with the planeswalkers um yeah i mean that's all i gotta say about that you goes goes uh straight to the battlefield that would stop somebody from ultimating their planeswalker so i think that's a solid card uh let's get into number five dowsing dagger <clears throat> dowsing dagger is one of the new flip lands dowsing dagger costs two colorless it's an artifact equipment when it enters the battlefield target opponent creates a zero two green plant creature token with defender not that big of a deal. One blocker that's going to be gone, you know, give it to the opponent. You're not planning on attacking right away. 
Equipped creature gets plus two, plus one. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you may transform Dowsing Dagger. It equips for two. So, you know, hopefully you load this thing up when you have a free attack at someone. You know, you got a big trampler or something with flying. You're going in, you're going to deal some damage to somebody. Two to put it down, two to equip. And then the flip is Lost Veil. Add three mana of any one color to your mana pool. So it's sort of like Lotus Veil. Except a hell of a lot cheaper in real money. <clears throat> um, yeah, this is good, good ramp. Good ramp for this format. And I seriously think the Dowsing Dagger is not going to be hard to flip. So it's a dollar six right now. I would, uh, yeah, I mean, I would definitely keep this, keep this going for as long as you could. Okay, now we're getting into the fancier stuff. Mirage Mirror. Three colorless artifact. Pay two. You can do this as many times as you want. Mirage Mirror becomes a copy of target artifact, creature, enchantment, or land until end of turn. Um, well, no, you can't do it as many times as you want. But it's $2 right now. There's always going to be something something that you're going to want to copy. I mean, the new uh, Growing Right of Itlamok transforms into Gaia's Cradle. We just talked about uh, Dowsing Dagger or um, some of the other artifacts that we're going to be talking about right now. is is pretty Pretty nice card. Pretty nice backup. You know, I mean, just good to have. You're going to get value off of someone. So, $2 right now. Pick them up. <clears throat> okay, then we got Panharmonicon. Number two, or three. If an artifact or creature entering the battlefield causes an ability to trigger of a permanent you control, that ability triggers an additional time. It's four colorless for an artifact. Um, you know, this is definitely going to need to be built around a little bit, but when you can build around it, that is just great value to double all your... Um, my son just woke up. All your triggered abilities, so... Uh, definitely think about that if you're building in that manner. Uh, we got Paradox Engine. Hold on a second, I gotta check my son here. What are you doing, buddy? This. Yeah. Okay, let's try to finish this off before he gets crazy. Paradox Engine, five colorless. Whenever you cast a spell, untap all non-land permanents you control. You gotta have the artifacts and the creatures that are tapping for mana or tapping for some sort of ability for this to go off. Um... You know, I don't, I, you definitely have to build around this. When it's built around right, it does very good, and I'm sure I don't have to tell any of you. And then we'll do uh, number one here, the Immortal Sun. I think this is a great card for this format. Six colorless legendary artifact. It's got four different rules of text here. Players can't activate Planeswalker's lo loyalty abilities. At the beginning of your draw step, draw an additional card. Spells you cast cost one less to cast. And creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Uh, this is just great value. 
especially when uh, players can't activate the Planeswalker loyalty abilities. That's just going to shut down anybody with a Planeswalker as their general. You get an additional draw and a little bit of mana ramp with it costing one less for each spell you cast. And then on top of that, you're getting 1-1 counters. You can't beat that card in this format. It's about $8 right now. Uh, you know, that goes into almost any deck. Pick them up. And then I had, uh, had some honorable, honorable mentions here. Um, any type of energy strategy, strategy, I would definitely look at fabrication and deco decoction uh, module. So... Decoction module is two colorless artifact. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you get an energy counter. Or four tap, return target creature you control to its owner's hand. Ah, uh, really caring about that first ability. You know, if you got some nice enter the uh, battlefield abilities or something, you know, and I don't know if I'd pay four and then have to cast something. It'd have to be really, really good. Or you're about to, they're about to board wipe or you know, save your creature, but four is a lot to keep open for that. But that energy for any energy strategy, that's a definite, definite include. And then let's go to fabrication module. Whenever you get one or more energy counters, put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control. Pay four, tap, you get an energy counter. And then for any... 1-1 one, one counter strategies, we've got uh, animation module, one colorless. Whenever you get one or more 1-1 one, one counters placed on a permanent you control, you may pay one. If you do, create a 1-1 one, one colorless servo artifact creature token. So that's a little bit of value, you get a little creature... Little blockers out of that, uh... Trying to read this. Three tap, choose a counter on target permanent or player. Give that permanent or player another counter of that kind. So that is uh, it for those. I get, well, no, I got one more honorable mention Metallic Mimic for any, any, um, I don't have it on here anymore. Oh, there it is. For any uh, tribal strategy. It's a two-colorless artifact creature shapeshifter 2-1. As it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Metallic Mimic is the chosen type in addition to its other types. Each other creature you control of the chosen type enters the battlefield with an additional 1-1 counter on it. Ah, uh, I'm thinking, yeah, this is, this is rotating out in the fall and... Dominaria hasn't been completely spoiled yet, but uh, that would be super cool if we saw some persist creatures enter, because <laughs> uh, you get a little combo, a little combo going on. Um, yeah, I haven't looked too much into any, uh, into any um, tribal strategies. Obviously, elves will probably be doing good, but I'm, I really want to look into merfolk. So that will probably be one of the first decks I brew. Green, blue, merfolk, tribal. Uh, and that does it for the top ten artifacts. Um, I will be back with another color shortly. 
And uh, if you want to get hold of me, you can follow me on Twitter at UTBGameCo. Um, or just keep listening to this show on Anchor or whatever podcast app it's showing up on. So have a good day and I will talk to you soon. Bye.